Recording in progress. Okay, and welcome back to our Our Lady of Mount Carmel consecration preparation. And we are on day three. Well, this is our, our third week, but actually the second week in the consecration. So we're ready to roll. We'll begin with our spiritual exercises. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. By thy immaculate conception, O Mary, make my body pure and my soul holy. O Mary, my mother, preserve me this night from mortal sin. Ave Maria, gratia plena Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. By thy immaculate conception, O Mary, make my body pure and my soul holy. O Mary, my mother, preserve me this night from mortal sin. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, tecum benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. By thy immaculate conception, O Mary, make my body pure and my soul holy. O Mary, my mother, preserve me this night from mortal sin. And today our reading is taken from the Marian Vow, which is by Father Minelli, who is one of the founders of the Friars of the Immaculate. According to the thought of St. Maximilian, we speak of the presence of possession which the Immaculate has in each soul consecrated with the Marian Vow. In order to help us in reflecting on this and to facilitate our understanding of it, we can make use of three very significant analogies, which lend themselves well to illustrating this point and bring us to be able to better grasp the reality and the importance of the Immaculate's presence of possession in the soul. Fixed idea. The first analogy refers to that fixed idea or that madness of love we can compare this to the pathological state, which in medical circles is called paranoia. This state brings with it a true and proper mental alteration or psychological disturbance, which conditions the patient's entire thought and activity. He is completely ruled by this fixation. So if a person is to have the immaculate in his mind as a fixed idea, or to have the immaculate in his heart as one mad in love, as St. Maximilian once said of himself, then this means that in everything he is governed and led by the Immaculate, that she rules his mind and heart, and not for a, pressing mo- a passing moment or a brief space of time every now and then, but continuously. This fixed idea in the mind and constant mad love of the heart conditions all of his activity so that it may correspond to the demands and impulses of boundless love. The drug. The second analogy is that of drugs. In our time, sad to say, we have known all too well the devastating reality that drugs can have upon men and women, especially the youth. They are swept away by addiction to drugs, by this plague as it has been rightly defined, a plague which humiliates, enslaves, degrades, and even kills its victims in a frightful manner. The drug addict, in fact, is literally ruled by the drugs which penetrate, possess, and govern him and lead him to do things that he certainly would never have done without them. 
he is ruled and completely dependent upon narcotics or alcohol, which enslave him and clearly make him a drug addict or alcoholic who becomes unable to govern his own life according to right reason and common sense. In the same way, he who has made the Marian vow, that's consecration, and lives in the presence of the Immaculate and assimilates himself to her, becomes little by little a Marian addict, one dependent upon Mary, in thinking and acting always in a supernatural way, in rejoicing and suffering always with her, in her, and for her. It could be said that the love for the Immaculate is for him the heavenly drug that possesses him, inspires him, directs him, and makes him act in a holy manner in every circumstance. Obsession. The third analogy is that of diabolical obsession. This too is more frequent and lethal for mankind in these times when satanic sects and cults are multiplying. An obsessed person has a type of presence of the devil in himself. And usually it is a presence so active that the devil can even come to possess the person, substituting for the person in thought, work, and action. We know about the obsessed and those possessed by demons, writes St. Maximilian, by which the devil speaks, thinks, and acts. And so analogously, the Immaculate wishes to make herself present in the person consecrated to her with the Marian vow. She wants to possess the person by governing him with her grace and according to her good pleasure. St. Maximilian says, we want to be obsessed by her and even more so without limits so that she herself may think, speak, move by means of us. This is our desire. And in this way, she alone will live in us, animating us with her grace and making us Christ-like in every thought, word, and action. Then and only then shall the soul be able to truly say, paraphrasing the words of St. Paul, it is no longer I who live, but the Immaculate lives Jesus in me. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tu Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. And today is June 21st, the Feast of St. Aloysius Gonzaga, Confessor. It is a double and white vestments are worn. The Roman Martyrology, the 21st day of June at Rome, St. Aloysius Gonzaga, cleric of the Society of Jesus, confessor, highly renowned for his contempt of a princedom and for his innocence of life. He was inscribed in the list of the saints and declared the protector, especially of young students, by Pope Benedict XIII. Pope Pius XI confirmed this and again solemnly declared him to be the heavenly patron of all Christian youth. Likewise at Rome, St. Demetria, virgin. She was the daughter of the holy martyrs Flavian and Defrosa, and the sister of St. Bibiana, virgin and martyr, and was herself crowned with martyrdom in the reign of Julian the Apostate. On the same day, St. Azubius, bishop of Samosata, who in the reign of the Arian emperor Constantinius went about among the churches of God, disguised in military uniform to strengthen them in the Catholic faith, and afterwards, under Valens, was exiled to Thrace.
But when peace returned to the church in the time of Theodosius, he was, he was recalled from exile and again visited the churches. Eventually, his head was smashed by a tile thrown down on him by an Aryan woman, and so he died a martyr. At Iconium, in Lyconia, St. Terence, Bishop and Martyr, at Syracuse in Sicily, the birthday of the holy martyrs Rufinus and Marcia, in Africa, the holy martyrs Syriac and Apollinarius, at Mainz, St. Alban, Martyr, who after long labors and hard struggles for Christ's faith was made worthy of the crown of life, at Pavia, St. Ursensis, Bishop and Confessor, at Tongres, St. Martin, Bishop, in the district of Averu, St. Lutfried, Abbot, and elsewhere many other holy confessors, martyrs, and holy virgins. Deo gratias. Okay, so today we are on day nine of the consecration. And again, we're using the St. Louis de Montfort formula. You could go to the app, My Consecration, on the, the Apple Store, and you could get that for free. Also, you could use this book, Consecration to Mary, right there. That's by the Angelus Press. I believe you can get this on Amazon also. And it's by Father Helmuth Libietis. So again, we're going out of the book. Each day you follow along. And remember, if, if you miss it, if you miss a day, the devil's going to try to discourage you and you might trip up. That's okay. You can just pick up where you left off. The devil does not want you to finish this consecration. That's a very important point. And the devil's not going to sit back during this consecration. We need to double down on our prayers. We need to protect ourselves spiritually. Holy water, all the normal means, most importantly, the sacraments, but also the sacramentals, um, our holy water, our blessed candles, blessed olive oil, blessed salt, um, Protect everyone. Protect yourself. Protect your family. Again, the devil doesn't just sit by. He's going to use his number one tool, which is discouragement. So, you know, the things that we spoke about, and we'll speak a little bit more about what I just read in the Marian vow, have nothing to do with scrupulosity. I know when we hear about, um, we said the Marian addict, the um, possessed by Mary, um, being addicted to Our Lady, that's nothing to do with being scrupulous. That's a very different thing. So when we say to ourselves, oh, I, I missed a day. I'm not, being, I'm not being totally devoted to Mary. Well, God understands you're human, and that's why he came to earth. And Mary and our Lord Jesus, they understand our, our humanity. They understand what it's like to be tempted. Uh, though they were perfect, they know the feeling of temptation that we go through. So it has nothing to do with scrupulosity. And in fact, I've, I've often heard a good thing to do uh, to read if you're struggling with, with scrupulosity is a book about St. Therese of Lisieux called I Believe in Love. So if you've ever, if you've heard of that book before, I Believe in Love, it's, it's about St. Therese of Lisieux. That's, re, that's very helpful in dealing with scrupulosity. Also, I know St. Alphonsus Liguori, he wrote about uh, dealing with scrupulosity. And many saints, of course, also, but th those are those would be some good resources uh, for you. But that's not at all what what this is about. So if you miss a day, just pick back up where you left off. Uh, what else do we have? Okay, and then also, as I, as I said before, we're 
One of the things we're looking to do also is build an army for Our Lady. So anyone who's interested in doing, doing some more work, we're getting together a group of many of the people, several of the people anyway, who are, who are on these consecration calls, um, building out consecration groups, having uh, talks about Our Lady of Fatima. Our Blessed Mother will speak more about Our Lady of Fatima next week since it's leading up to a first Saturday. Um, but if you'd like to get more involved, a lot of people say after the consecration, now what? Well, there's things that we're doing at a local level and hopefully also bringing around the country with our apostolate uh, spiritual strength, which has a very strong Marian dimension. So please let me know if you wanted to get more involved with that. So again, going back to our, well, first, you know, what we should do, let's go through our reading of the day. So let's make sure we do day nine of the consecration. So now this is actually the formal consecration you'd be doing. Um, I'm on my consecration, the app on the phone, day nine. And if you're using the book, there's actually an additional three meditations. So this would be, uh, I would look at this as even better than the, than the app, but the app you're, you're doing it also. Again, it, nothing to do with scrupulosity. If you have the app, use the app. If you have the book, use the book. If you have neither, follow along with this. Google consecration preparations. You can find them on the internet. Even if you're not using the St. Louis de Montfort, um, you could find you could find other consecration formulas out there. So, just you know, you're never you're never too late. That's a good point. Wow, that's great. That's definitely some inspiration by the Holy Spirit right there. I just thought about the parable of the workers in the vineyard, right? One of them started right away. You could say that you know in the early morning. You could say that person maybe they started from day one. You could have another person who another worker came later on in the day. Another person came at the tail end. It doesn't make a difference. The Lord paid them the same because their heart was in it and because uh, the Lord is, is kind and merciful. So you can always go back through the, through the books or the materials. But okay, day nine, let's move through it. So this was our, um, our spiritual part of our 33-day consecration. Nipatris et filiat spiritus sancti, amen. Preparation for total consecration according to St. Louis de Montfort. Day nine, initial 12-day preparation. Emptying yourself of the spirit of the world. Examine your conscience. Pray. Practice, practice renouncement of your own will. Mortification. Purity of heart. This purity is the indispensable condition for contemplating God in heaven, to see him on earth, and to know him by the light of faith. The first part of the preparation should be employed in casting off the spirit of the world, which is contrary to that of Jesus Christ. The spirit of the world consists essentially in the denial of the supreme dominion of God, a denial which is manifested in practice by sin and disobedience. Thus, it is principally opposed to the spirit of Christ, which is also that of Mary. It manifests itself by the concupiscence of the flesh, by the concupiscence of the eyes, and by the pride of life. By disobedience to God's laws and the abuse of created things, its works are sin in all its forms, then all else by which the devil leads to sin, works which bring error and darkness to the mind and seduction and corruption to the will. Its pomps are the splendor and the charms employed by the devil to render sin alluring in purses, persons, places, and things. And then we have a reading from book one, chapter 13, of the imitation of Christ. 
Fire tries iron, and temptation adjusts man. We often know not what we are able to do, but temptations discover what we are. Still, we must watch, especially in the beginning of temptation, for then the enemy is more easily overcome. If he be not suffered to enter the door of the mind, but is withstood upon the threshold the very moment he knocks, whence a certain one has said, resist beginnings, all too late the cure. When ills have gathered strength by long delay, first there comes from the mind a simple thought, then strong imagination, afterwards delight, and the evil motion and consent, and so little by little, the fiend does gain entrance when he is not resisted in the beginning. The longer anyone has been slothful in resisting, so much the weaker he becomes daily in himself, and the enemy so much stronger in him. Some suffer grievous temptations in the beginning of their conversion, others in the end, and others are troubled nearly their whole life. Some are very lightly tempted, according to the wisdom and the equity of the ordinance of God, who weighs man's conditions and merits, and preordaineth all things for the salvation of his elect. We must not therefore despair when we are tempted, but the more fervently pray to God to help us in every tribulation, who of a truth, according to the sayings of St. Paul, will make such issue with the temptation that we are able to sustain it. Let us then humble our souls under the hand of God in every temptation and tribulation. For the humble in spirit, he will save and exalt. In temptation and tribulations, it is proved what progress man has made. And there also is great merit, and virtue is made more manifest. Daily Prayers, Veni Creator. Come, Holy Spirit, Creator blessed, and in our souls take up thy rest. Come with thy grace and heavenly aid to fill the hearts which thou hast made. O Comforter, to thee we cry, O heavenly gift of God most high, O fount of life and fire of love, and sweet anointing from above. Thou in thy sevenfold gifts are known, thou finger of God's hand we own. Thou promise of the Father, thou who dost the tongue with power in view, kindle our sense from above, and make our hearts overflow with love with patience firm and virtue high, the weakness of our flesh supply. Far from us drive the foe we dread and grant us thy peace instead. So shall we not with thee for guide turn from the path of life aside. O may thy grace on us bestow the Father and the Son to know and thee through endless times confessed of both the eternal spirit blessed. Now to the Father and the Son who rose from death be glory given with thou, O holy comforter, henceforth by all in heaven, earth and heaven. Amen. Ave Maristella. Hail, O star of the ocean, God's own mother blessed, ever sinless virgin, gate of heavenly rest, taking that sweet Ave, which from Gabriel came, peace confirm within us, changing Eve's name. Break the sinner's fetters, make our blindness day. Chase all evils from us, for all blessings pray. Show thyself a mother, may the word divine, born for us thy an infant, hear our prayers through thine. Virgin all excelling, mildest of the mild, 
free from guilt preserve us, meek and undefiled. Keep our life all spotless, make our way secure, till we find in Jesus joy forevermore. Praise to God the Father, honor to the Son, in the Holy Spirit be the glory one. Amen. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, because he hath regarded the humility of his handmaid. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, because he that is mighty hath done great things to me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is from generation to generation to them that fear him. He hath showed might in his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the conceit of their heart. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent away empty. He hath received Israel his servant, being mindful of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. Amen. Gloria Patri, et Filio, et Spiritui Sancto, Sicuterat in Principio, et Nunc, et Semper, et in Secula, Seculorum. Amen. Amen. Okay, very good. So, again, the first part of the 33-day consecration is casting off the spirit of the world, so detaching from sin. And when you look at it, that's the first stage of the spiritual life. There's the purgative way, which lasts a very long time. Then there's the illuminative way. And then finally, there's the unitive way. So the three stages of the spiritual life and they actually have some key markers that you could tell basically where you're at. Most people will probably spend the majority of their life in the purgative way because it's so hard living in the world, but not being of the world. So really, really taking this to heart. And I, th I think what I read today in the Marian vow about keeping Mary so for in the, such the forefront of our minds really is going to help us because in our consecration reading today, it spoke about an imitation of Christ, which is one of the classic books of Catholicism of all time. Um, really making sure that we flee from sin as soon as we possibly can. And, and sometimes we can't flee from the sin. We just have to deal with it. But basically when our mind starts asking questions, if we, know, we recall back in Genesis, the devil poses a question to Eve right away. Did God say you can't, you can't eat the apple? Right? A lot of times sin begins with that question. So we can't play around with, with sin and temptation. And in fact, a lot of people wonder about in the Bible why there's such um, violent pieces sometimes in the Old Testament about God saying to um, the Israelites to wipe everything out, to wipe out all the Canaanites, destroy everything. Uh, what's that about? Well, at the spiritual level, the spiritual level, it's telling us not to play around with sin. If you look in the Old Testament, any time the Israelites started living among the pagans, the, the, the non-Israelites, which, which was forbidden at the time, they, what happened? They married them. They started worshiping their gods. So God wanted to protect the Israelites eventually so Christ can be born, to, to, to eventually get to the point where we have the perfect woman, Mary, who, would, who is a perfect woman who, again, would, would, in her immaculate womb, bring God into the earth. So God was preserving the people. So he didn't want the Israelites playing around with the non-Israelites. And it's the same thing spiritually with sin in our life. We need to hack it out at the root. We can't mess around with the surface. 
we need to take out anything that's even remotely close to leading us to sin. At a practical level, what could that look like? Certain environments that we know cause us sin. Certain people that we might have hung out with in the past. Music, social media, movies. I, I know myself, I can tell a difference with the way I'm, I'm thinking, the way I speak, just the overall orientation of my life. If I'm listening to certain music, watching certain movies, certain TV shows, social media pages, certain friends on social media. And I think this is, this is part of dealing with that temptation. Set yourself up for success. When I was a personal trainer, I would tell people, you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to get in shape. You need to get all the junk food out of your house because we're going to be tempted enough in life. So we don't want to have it in the house. I mean, basically, if the food is in the house, you're, you're, it's only a matter of time, pretty much. So the recommendation is, if you, if, you know, if someone was trying to lose weight, you take that ice cream, you, you, you pour some ketchup on the top of it, you throw it in the garbage. I know because there's people who will go into the garbage and they'll pull it out of the garbage after they put it in there. So you need to put something on top of it, throw it out. And now when you go to the store, don't bring that junk into the house. Well, at the spiritual level, that means we might need to take a very thorough, we, we need to take a pass at our social media, our movies, our songs. And remember, are we in or are we out? That's what it really comes down to in the consecration. Uh, St. Maximilian Colby, he said in order to join the city of the Immaculate, the, the city that he made that was entirely dedicated to Mary, the one question was, his discernment was, do you have the decisiveness to consecrate yourself entirely to Mary, to be completely hers? To him, that was it. If you're willing to have the decisiveness to consecrate yourself to Mary, you're welcome. Come on in. Now, of course, it doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. We're human. But it means you're trying. You really, really are trying. So you say to yourself, am I all in or am I not all in? At least am I trying to be all in? No one's perfect, right? We're not Jesus. We're not the Blessed Mother Mary. But am I trying to be all in? If you are, you got to make some changes. And that, that meant I had to throw out a lot of my, my favorite movies, um, Scarface, The Godfather, Wedding Crashers, certain movies that, you know, had The Chappelle Show, a lot of my, my favorite comedies in the past, um, to get rid of them. A lot of my favorite songs. I mean, I had a lot of, um, you know, rap uh, certain songs that were, were, were blasphemous, um, ob, you know, objecting women, all this type of stuff. It had to go. It's got to go. So, you know, we might, have to, we might have to get rid of a lot of songs that we have on our, on our iTunes. A lot of our movies, just throw it out. My, my point is that don't play around with it. Don't ask yourself, well, should I do this? Should I not do it? Because I've played this game before. If you ask that yourself that question, like, well, let me just keep it around. No right in the garbage, just throw it out. Um, certain social media pages, you want to, maybe you don't, maybe you don't want to unfriend people because you're not trying to be impolite or rude, hide their posts so you don't see them because certain people might cause you to sin. And that, and it might not just necessarily be things that are overtly bad, but there might be some people and we're all human. We, you know, we, I live, I'm in a profession where we deal with helping people. So I, I get it. Sometimes we look at certain people's social media pages to mentally judge them, or we're feeding a curiosity, which is a vice, right? Studiosity is a virtue. Curiosity is a, is a vice. Basically, curiosity is sticking our nose where it doesn't belong. Um, maybe 
it's it's looking through the profiles of maybe an ex or someone who you know you're you're just curious maybe you're not even trying to sin or anything but it's you're wasting time certain tv shows certain reality shows it's just you're asking yourself would i do this if the blessed mother was sitting next to me in fact i remember my aunt michelle once saying she said never do never do something that you wouldn't do in front of your mother and she didn't specify if it was about Mary. <laughs> I mean, I know she was speaking about my, my earthly mother, my mom, Mama Z. But if she, was, if she was speaking about Mary, you might say that's the best advice I've ever received. <laughs> A real random thing that she said there, but never do what you wouldn't do in front of your mother. So if you wouldn't listen to this song in front of your mother, Mother Mary, get rid of it. The movie, get rid of it. And it's hard. Like I said, the, the Catholic faith more so than a, um, it's not just follow these rules and do these certain things, check the boxes. The Catholic faith is a death event. This is a death event. If we want the resurrection, we need to have the cross. And that can either be done, and, so, and that's what purgatory is. Anything that we're attached to in this world needs to be burned off of us. <laughs> if If we don't, I mean, again, the point of this earth is that this is our purgatory. God does not will anyone on this call or anyone in the world to go through purgatory. God's perfect will is everyone goes to heaven with no purgatory. This earth is your purgatory, hopefully. So you can either go through purgatory here on this earth, or you could do it in a much more intense fashion after you die. The, the choice is ours right there. And we know as soon as we die, the very first thing that happens is we appear in front of the judgment seat of Christ. So, and that's why many saints say, begin, begin with the end in mind, right? Um, it's in the Bible that if you think about your death, you're, you know, you're, you're likely to do better things. Of course, I'm paraphrasing there. But um, don't play around with sin. Throw it out. Hide certain profiles. Stop going to certain environments. Um, stop using certain words. Even when we say uh, the name God, just saying God outside of prayer or like now I'm, I'm, it's demonstrative. I'm, I'm saying something, I'm making a point. We don't want to say, Oh my God, you know, that, that's, we want to use God's name reverently. And the same thing of course goes for, for our Lord. So it's hard. Like I said, it's, it's a death event and God knows you're not going to be perfect, but the key is stop playing around with sin. Put the, put the ban on it, wipe it all out. Like God said to the Israelites, wipe out the Canaanites, the Canaanites. That should be very um, salient in your minds. Wipe out all sin or all near occasions of sin. It's hard, but that, that's what we need to do, right? I mean, you're going to feel the sting here or you're going to feel the sting in purgatory if you're still attached to anything. So let's, let's do it now. <laughs> let's do it now. So none of us go there. And I know a lot of people have joked around about, I know even people in my family will say, um, well, you know, I'm not going to be able to give this up. I'll just, you know, I'll just have to stay a little bit longer in purgatory. And, I, and I'd say, you know, you want no part of purgatory. All right? no, no one wants any part of purgatory. St. Thomas Aquinas said the pain of purgatory is equally strong as the pains of hell. Of course, we just know that there's, you know, they're not in despair because they're going to eventually get to heaven. So you want no part of purgatory. Um, outside of the holy sacrifice of mass, it was revealed in private revelation that the best thing you could do for the souls in purgatory is to make the stations of the cross. So that's something I just started getting in the habit of doing. 
after mass, you can receive one plenary indulgence a day and you don't even need to use a set formula. But every day, if you receive Holy Communion and make the Stations of the Cross, you get a plenary indulgence under the usual conditions. Um, and even if you don't get to the Eucharist, um, a, lot of, a lot of churches have Stations of the Cross. Go in and make them. The souls of purgatory need us. They can't pray for themselves. So they, they're totally dependent on, on us. And pray the St. Gertrude the Great Prayer, which is releases its promise that a thousand souls will be released from purgatory every time it's said. So don't play around with, with sin. Pack it to pieces, throw things out, unfollow different pages, stop watching certain TV shows. Like I said, Catholicism is a, is a death event. But we're promised we die with Christ, we rise with him. Remember, the one time, the one time uh, our Lord Jesus was challenged by St. Peter when our Lord said, right after he told him that he would give him the keys to the kingdom of heaven, right after our Lord told him, um, you know, the Son of Man is going to suffer and die. And Peter said, oh, no, God forbid, Lord. In other words, Peter wanted the resurrection without the cross. And what did our Lord say to him? He said, get away from me, Satan. Called Peter Satan. So imagine he was given the key. He, he said he was, Peter was promised the keys of kingdom to the kingdom of heaven. And then like a few minutes later, our Lord is saying, get behind me, Satan. And it's, that's it, like a net loss on the day, <laughs> right? So, um, but again, our Lord is making a point that there's no resurrection without the cross. Okay, so detaching from the spirit of the world. What, what St. Maximilian Colby is talking about here is that basically um, keeping Our Lady in the forefront of our mind. And why? Remember what we said before. The goal of, of the Christian life is to be formed into Christ. Christ is being formed in our soul. Right? We're all being transformed from one degree of glory to another. We know that from Scripture. St. Paul says, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, and so on and so forth. So the whole goal of the Christian life is for our souls to be transformed into Christ, to be Christified. How is Christ formed? The same way he was formed in the nativity, at his birth, the body of Christ, and the same way he was formed, the mystical body of Christ, the church, at Pentecost. The two indispensable sanctifiers— the Holy Spirit, who is essential, and the Blessed Mother Mary, who is cooperative. So you have two indispensable sanctifiers, one who's essential, the Holy Spirit, and two, the Blessed Mother, who is cooperative. She was there at the birth of the body. She was there at the birth of the mystical body at Pentecost. So to me, the truth of that, especially right now, for some reason, is just overpowering, that that's why we need to Marianize everything. We need to Marianize our life. We need to be many Marys. We need to become many Marys. The more we resemble Mary, the more we act like Mary, the more the Holy Spirit rushes to us. The Blessed Mother is like a, a lightning rod for the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit sees Mary, the Holy Spirit rushes down on us. I honestly don't know how Protestants can, <laughs> can get around that. There's no, I just don't see... I don't know what a Protestant could do with that because Christ is only formed by the Holy Spirit and Mary. God is immutable. God is perfect. He never changes. When he does something one way, he does it the same way every time. The two indispensable sanctifiers, the two people that form Christ are the Holy Spirit and Mary. By divine decree, that is the will of God. So we need Mary. She's a necessity. She is an absolute necessity for Christians. And that's why we can't be afraid of her in any way. We cannot give her enough honor. 
We cannot give her enough glory. We can't give her more than the Holy, than the Holy Spirit, our blessed Lord, and the Father have given her. So uh, basically we have here, again, going to, to what we read before in the Marian Vow by Father Minelli, which is one of the greatest books out there, in my mind, about the Marian consecration. Um, basically, there's two elements of the Marian Vow, consecration. Unlimited donation, which is consecration, and, and two, apostolic Marian action. So that's being and acting, right? St. Benedict said, ora et labora, prayer and work. That's being and acting, right? Our whole life is supposed to be a prayer. St. Maximilian Kolbe said that, that when the Blessed Mother is really present to us, she has to be our fixed thought. We need to be madly in love with her and take feverish action. Listen to those, to those terms again. Mary must be our fixed thought. We must be madly in love with her, and we need to take feverish action. So that's strong. That's, that's very, very strong. And the words that were used that I have here, what do we say? Um, so the fixed idea or madness of love corresponds with a sort of Marian paranoia. We're paranoid with the thought of Mary. That was St. Maximilian Colby. And that's why, and now look, I, I've worked in my business, my sport and performance psychology. We, we work with Fortune 500 companies. We work with about 30 UFC fighters, mixed martial artists. We worked with the U.S. Olympic team. I've dealt with some of the toughest people physically and mentally in the world. And you look at St. Maximilian Colby, and he makes, all of them, he makes all of those people look very, very weak. He literally had Nazis show up to his door, literal Nazis. And, he's, and he responded, yes, Mary. And then when he was, in the concentration, he was in the concentration camp, and then someone, had to be, someone was going to be put to death, the, the Nazis picked however many people, nine people who would be put to death. And it wasn't him. One of the other people in there, he, was, he started crying and saying he has a family. St. Maximilian Colby stepped forward and volunteered to, to take the man's place. And that man lived a long, and it seems apparently like a long and happy life. Well, I don't know about the happy, but he lived a long life. And this is someone who we didn't know, um, right? Greater love hath no man than this than to lay down his life for his friends. And his friend was someone he didn't even know. And remember, St. Maximilian Colby went into the concentration camp with tuberculosis. And he voluntarily gave up his life by starvation. He knew it'd be, he would be starved to death. So for two weeks, he didn't eat anything. His entire, all nine, all eight of those other people, they all died in the concentration camp. And, and St. Maximilian Colby, when they went into his cell after two weeks, not eating or drinking anything, a horrible way to die. St. Maximilian was the only one left. And they finally gave him lethal injection. And he was probably in the, he might've been in the worst health out of anyone going in. What's my point with saying all that? is how did he have this kind of strength? And it's because Mary was his fixed idea. He, ha he had that paranoia. And again, just to make it very clear, that has nothing to do with scruples, nothing to do with scruples and, and being absolutely perfect. God knows we're not perfect. But the, but the point is he's really trying to put the Blessed Mother in the forefront of his life. He is really legitimately trying to be a mini Mary. He's literally trying to, to Marianize everything about his life. Um, I'm, I'm looking up the Maximilian Colby documentary. Now, when I made my consecration um, seven years ago now, 
I watched this documentary. It's a short 30 minute. I'd strongly strongly recommend this for for anyone who would like to see this. I'm going to put the link right here in the show note in the um in the chat notes right here. So anyone who's on, you can see that. And just let me know if you don't get that. I could always send that to you after the um after the call. Did that go through? Someone give me the thumbs up. Did that chat go through? Yeah, I don't know why I'm not seeing the chat. Works. Okay, good, good, excellent. So again, that's how St. Maximilian Colby had had that kind of um, perspective because Mary, he was basically, like you said, paranoid, right? And then, and then the, the analogy of, of the drug um, being a Marian addict, totally dependent on Mary and an obsession, an obsessed person and as we said before, um, last week we spoke about the different analogous, the, the analogical titles of, of our Blessed Mother that St. Maximilian Colby gave, and that the Blessed Mother, just like if you think about demonic possession, uh, the, the devil freely moves and acts in the person, will it be accurate to say in that regard that in an analogous way, the Blessed Mother was transubstantiated into the Holy Spirit? She was united. Her, the soul of the Blessed Mother was linked in a mystical way to the Holy Spirit forever. With her, yes. And it's because Mary said yes. And her yes had to be total. If Mary, if Mary didn't know exactly what she was saying yes to at the Annunciation, and this was, this was um, interesting for me when my spiritual director brought this off, the Blessed Mother knew how much she would suffer and what she was saying yes to at the, at the Annunciation. Otherwise, Christ wouldn't have come. She, he, she needed to say yes. All of creation and all of salvific history depended upon her yes. Now, of course, God knew this ahead of time. He made her perfect in the Immaculate Conception. So she was made to say yes, but voluntarily she still had to say yes. And she did on our behalf. So, again, in that, in that sense, we need to be just like she is. It would be accurate to say the Blessed Mother was possessed by the Holy Spirit that we, we too need to be possessed with Mary. We need to be many Marys. And that helps us making the difficult decisions. As the consecration preparation said today, today, the more time goes by when we're tempted, the more likely we are to give in. So if Mary's at the forefront of our mind, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help root it out right away. And some things that help during the day, because I get it, we all have things that we're doing with work, the kids, whatever it might be. Um, just daily tasks, um, making making use of images, um, indications, glances, have have images of the Blessed Mother in different places, um, different inv- indications, ejaculatory prayers that you would say, my mother, my confidence, um, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, I love you. Um, of course, the miraculous medal prayer, which you want to say every day, O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee and those who do not have recourse to thee, especially for the Freemasons and those commended to thee. So th- that's, that's something you want to make sure you're, you're saying every day. But invocations, affections of the heart, glances. Um, I mean, how can we, it's one of those things where how can we really even say we're a Christian if we walk by a statue of Our Lady and, and, and not even give, a, give a, a bow of the head? And I'm guilty of that as much as anyone else. Make frequent signs of the crosses. Um, the key is build it into your life. 
the Angelus at noon and six, it, it has to be built in. The, the images, the invocations, the glances, the affections of the heart, and of course, prayer. Um, theology is great to learn. Um, and it's, it's very important. We're rooted in solid traditional doctrine, the faith of all time. And we have to also remember that the, the best doctrine, the, the best theology is done on our knees. The best, the best doctrine is, and study of theology is done while we're, while we're praying. And that never contradicts the, the, the teachings of the church. In fact, you know for sure it's not from God. If, if the, the, you feel the movements of the Holy Spirit are telling you something contrary to the, to the timeless teaching of the church. So make the Blessed Mother your fixed idea. You're madly in love with her, and you're taking feverish action. Uh, being idle is the devil's playground. Idleness is the devil's playground, right? So keep moving. Keep doing things. And again, nothing to do with scrupulosity. Like I said, if you struggle with scrupulosity, read. Um, what did I say it was? Love, I believe in love about St. Therese of Lisieux. And St. Alphonsus has, a, has writings on scrupulosity along with, with other saints. So with that, let's close with a prayer. And the Father, and the Son, the Holy Ghost, amen. O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee, and for those who do not have recourse to thee, especially for the Freemasons and those commended to thee. Gloria Patri, et Filio, et Spiritui Sancto, sicuterat in principio, et nunc et semperat in secula seculorum, amen. Gloria Patri, et Filio, et Spiritui Sancti, amen. So again, thank you everyone for joining. Also remember, we have that video uh, with Bishop Schneider, the interview I did with him yesterday. That'd be great to watch. Watch the St. Maximilian Colby, um, the St. Maximilian Colby uh, documentary. That's excellent. And what else, what else do we have? Yes, anyone who wants to get more involved, take some action for the Blessed Mother. We're going to be doing a lot with this in terms of running consecration groups, um, talks about Our Lady of Fatima, and... Um, Again, just taking a lot of that feverish action that St. Maximilian Colby spoke about. We have, to, we have to build up the church as much as we can. And, and the way to do that, we know the triumph of the Immaculate Heart requires total devotion to Our Lady. That's why it's so great that you're doing this consecration. So any questions before we close out for the night? I see one here. Yes, the video, we, we don't have the video of last week's talk. We have, we're, we have the audio recording. I forgot to click record on the video. I did a talk for the Fatima Center. So that's going to be, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll get that out there to everyone. We'll send that out in our text message. So if you text Catholic1 to 84576, you should get that. I'm going to text Catholic1. Catholic1, the number one, two. Eight four five seven six. Here it is. I'm texting it in there. Eight four five seven. Yep. Eight four five seven six. Oh, did I just? Oh, wait a minute. I think I just texted that to one person. Hold on. I'm sorry. Um, let's see. Everyone, see if. Um. I don't know why it's. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't know why I'm not able to um, do this here, but yeah, just text Catholic1 to 84576. Catholic, the number one, to the number 84576. 
and that's how you'll get it. And yes, if you um, if you can, please tell friends about this. Again, you're never you're never too late for the party. All right, um, just like the parable about the workers in the vineyard, they all got paid the same, and they came in at different points in time during the game. The devil's not going to sit by and just let you consecrate yourself. So fight against it. If you fall, get back in the game. If you miss a day, if you sin, go to confession. Just keep getting back up. That's the key, persistence. Um, I appreciate everyone being on this call. What else do I have here? Yeah, any other questions? I'm happy to take them all on here. The, the next date will be next Tuesday at 8 p.m. As we did last week. Uh, this week, these past weeks. All right, everyone, have a great night. God bless you all. Take care. God bless you, Thanks. Recording stopped.